Hi there, it's Dallas Travers. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are indeed listening to Coaches on a Mission, the podcast for values-driven coaches who want a business you're really proud of. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded before we changed the name of the show to Coaches on a Mission. So you're gonna hear a reference to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Never fear, you're totally in the right place. These episodes were just way too good to remove from our archive. So I hope you enjoy and thanks again for tuning in. If you're like me, you have a lot of fantastic entrepreneur ideas and you love what you do, which means it's easy to start a lot of projects, work pretty much all the time, and then lose interest the closer you get to the finish line on those projects. Plus, work-life balance, it can kind of feel like an urban myth. My guest today is Sade Jones. She takes a holistic approach to time management to help coaches just like us be more productive without working so much, help us stay focused with ease, and build true momentum in all areas of our lives. So Sade is all about helping ambitious people manage their time more effectively so they can pursue and monetize their passions, navigate their wellness, as well as personal development. Her mission is to empower others to find time to pursue what sets their soul on fire. So if you need to recalibrate your productivity, this episode is just what the doctor ordered. Welcome to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and this is the show to listen to if you're a coach and you want the freedom, the confidence, and the impact that comes with a six-figure business. Each week, we'll discuss tangible strategies, simple systems, plus the juicy inner work to help you make more money and help more people. So thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hi, Sade. Thanks for being here. Hi, Dallas. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to dive in because so many of our listeners, they have a lot of a lot on their plates. They have plates on plates on plates and struggle to get everything done that they want to get done. So hopefully we can help them solve some of those problems today. Yes, I have lots to share. Okay, cool. Uh, before we dive into that, can you just talk about your approach to productivity and how it's different from a lot of other productivity experts out there? Of course. So a, lo a lot of us will see productivity and think that it's usually one, a linear way. And I like to pro approach productivity from a holistic way. So it's not just how can you get more productive at your work task or your business tasks, but how can you overall get more productive with how you manage your time in terms of your relationships, your wellness, your self-care, because all of those things translate into how productive you are during your waking hours. Right. So it's not just about having like getting better at Asana, for example, <laughs> if I, I can take all the Asana courses in the world, but if I'm not getting enough sleep and moving my body enough, I'm not going to be as effective at Asana if I don't, if I ignore those other areas of my life. Exactly. Like when I work with clients, we are, we're, we're setting up uh, literally every part of their schedule. We're setting up meal times. We're setting up time for water, workouts, time with their kids and their business. Got it. Okay, great. So we're going to have a holistic conversation about productivity and time management. I want to start by getting your perspective on how, what's the best way to plan and structure an entrepreneur's day for success? So I have a simple way 
not going to say it's easy, but it's simple. Okay. So the way I would say to approach your day is to first do a brain dump. And if you haven't ever heard what a brain dump is, it's essentially you dumping all of the ideas in your head onto a piece of paper. So I would first start with writing everything down that you want to accomplish for the day or for the week, if you're planning for the week. After you have everything out, I would go back in and then select your top priorities. And I know prioritization is very hard. People get nervous about setting priorities, but a great way to set priorities is to first look at what's important and what's the most urgent task that you need to get done. And important meaning that it ties back to your larger goals and it has some importance in your life. And urgent mean, meaning it has some type of deadline coming up really quick. So I would go in, select the priorities, and then after you've selected your priorities, set those up for your days. And the key is to set it up in your calendar and attach a time frame to it. And people don't typically like doing this because I know for a lot of creatives, especially, they get nervous about time frames because what if I don't get it done in that time frame or what if it doesn't happen? But the thing is, you always want to overestimate how much time you're giving yourself. That way, either way, you feel like you're going to win and you're going to get that task done. Because when you have it up on your calendar or in your planner, you're way more likely to actually make it happen versus just having it there or not having it there and never getting to it. Okay, so... The first step is to just take all of those things floating around in my brain and put them on the page. Yep. Then I'm going to prioritize based on what's important or meaningful. I love that you made that distinction. So what I heard you say was important is like has an inner connection where urgent has an outer connection. Exactly. Okay, great. And then how many priorities? So I like to give three business, three personal but that varies for everyone, but I think that's a good baseline. Okay, great. And, you know, I think I think you're right on that. Sometimes uh, an urgent priority can be super time-consuming and, and be the one thing you work on for the day. Exactly. So okay. it really varies. Okay, great. So now I've got my priorities. Mm-hmm. I'm going to schedule time on my calendar for each one of those priorities, yeah. and I'm going to overestimate how much time. <laughs> I got to yeah. say that again for everyone, because isn't <laughs> it true? Everything looks so nice on paper, and it never works out that way. Exactly. So I'm going to overestimate. And I, my sense, Sade, is that the more we get in this habit, the more accurate our, the more we know how much to actually overestimate. Exactly. So uh, another thing that I love to have my clients do, and I do it as well, is I'll time myself for certain tasks that I I know I'm going to do every week. Every week I know I'm creating outlines for clients. Every week I know I'm um, creating blog content or Instagram content. I will time how long it takes me. And and also you'll notice the more you do it and the more you time yourself, you'll get faster and faster because it's like you're trying to beat the clock. So that's a great way to note it and then give yourself that much time on the calendar. That's such a good, I'm a very competitive person. So that would work really well for yes, me. <laughs> That's so helpful too. Cause I know for me, content creation, it takes me a solid, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes to get in the groove mm-hmm. of actually writing. And then once I'm in the groove, things can really fly, but to, I, I, I know I have to schedule that buffer for myself. Exactly. Because it takes me 20 minutes to start writing the email before the email actually gets written, right? Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, now, I have one last question about this piece. This is so helpful. When do you recommend we design the ideal day? Is that 
do I design tomorrow at the end of today? Do, do I do it at the beginning of tomorrow? What's your recommendation there? So I highly recommend doing it the night or the day before and not the day of. And I know some people like doing it the day of. The reason why I say to do the day the day before is because you want to wake up with clarity. For Especially for entrepreneurs, when we wake up without that clarity of what is the first step we need to get done, it, it translates into the rest of our day. So I highly recommend planning your day the day before. Yeah, that makes sense. And also, what a great way to bring the day to a close. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. As coaches, anyone with an online business, it's easy to just work, 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 work. Right. Yeah. And so having that as part of a ritual where you bring your day to a close by planning the next day sounds awesome. Great. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about distractions. So this is because it just sounds so pretty and polished, right? Like <laughs> we structured our day, we prioritize, we've overestimated things should really just flow. Mm -hmm. And yet I know for myself and definitely for our listeners, uh, it's easy to get distracted. So can you talk about what mistakes you think entrepreneurs make that can ignite that distraction? So this one is obvious, but the first one is digital distractions. We all get distracted by digital items. It could be our phone, our tablet, our laptops. We just get so easily distracted by notifications and other people's needs. Mm -hmm. So I would say that's the biggest distraction that entrepreneurs face. Yeah, I know. It's interesting you say that. Years ago in my last business, I, um, I served actors and I actually wrote a book. Mm -hmm. And pff, those like last, the last two chapters felt impossible to write because all the resistance was up, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I had to eliminate every distraction and then some. My husband would drive me to the public library and drop me off so I couldn't just like hop in the car and go when I wanted. Mm -hmm. He left, I had $7.50. <laughs> that was no more, no more money, no <laughs> cards, no nothing. It's probably not safe, right? No ID, no yeah. nothing. Um, he had my phone. And I would sit in the library surrounded by people who were all quietly working. And the rule was no additional tabs. I had Microsoft yeah. Word up on my computer and that was it. And I had to be so super strict about that because it's so easy to spend a day futzing around, right? Like, actually, I noticed this. I'd love to hear your thoughts when I procrastinate, I can tell I'm procrastinating because I just sort of click from one open tab to another on my computer, not doing anything. Exactly. If you never seem to have enough time to get it all done, maybe you don't remember the last time you actually had a full weekend off, or perhaps you're a master at avoiding the important priorities to really move your coaching business forward. Schedule Domination is your new best friend. That's because Schedule Domination shows you the exact process I follow to design my ideal work week, create space for everything from downtime to client work to list building, Facebook Lives, content creation, really everything, all in a pretty color-coded calendar that's totally customizable and designed to help you feel accomplished, grounded, and productive every single week rather than like this hamster running your buns off on the wheel that never goes anywhere. Sounds really good, right? So what I want you to do is head on over to schedule.com. 
www.domination.com right now. Grab this free training. Then send me a photo of your shiny new organized calendar right in your Instagram stories. I'm a total nerdy Capricorn for this kind of stuff. So you're going to make my day. You know, I'm just going to say it. Schedule Domination. It just might change your life. Grab the training now for free at scheduledomination.com and let's get back to the episode. So how do you recommend with your clients that we eliminate the digital distractions? Do you have a process around that? I have so many, so (laughs) I'm going to narrow it down. But essentially, the first one is to put your devices on silent. And that doesn't mean you have to have it on silent for the entire day, because I know the thought of that makes people really anxious sometimes because they think they're going to miss out on something, but you're not. If you at least set up an hour of focused work, and let's say you put your phone on silent, and not only is it on silent, but it's out of the room. Sometimes you have to just leave it in another room outside of you know where you're working. And then when you're like, you similar to what you said, put the tab, only have the tab open that you need have everything else off. You didn't, there's no reason to have your email up 24 seven. If you are someone out there with your email up, always checking it, it's going to distract you. I personally have three times when I check email, if you catch me in those three times, you catch my, I get, you get a response, but if not, it's not till tomorrow. So I set up boundaries like that, but I, I would highly recommend if you have tabs that you don't want to lose. Cause I know that's a common thing. You can always put it in something called Toby. I don't know if, you, if, if you've heard of that, but there's a there's a categorizer, a, a Google Chrome extension called Toby, and you can categorize your tabs very nicely. It's way better than the like the old school way where you can kind of just bookmark it. Bookmarking to me it gets very disorganized, but if you use something like Toby, you can categorize it and you can just leave it there. So that way you have that only the tab you need open and all your notifications are off. Slack is off, Asana, anything else that's going to go off is off and you just completely work. Another tip outside of having everything on silent is to also try something called the Pomodoro method. Have you heard of the? Yes. Yeah, we love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I absolutely love it. And I use an app called Flora, but there's so many other ones. There's Focus Keeper. There's a, a website called um, tomato-timer.com, which mm-hmm. if you want to use a desktop version, you can you can use that. It's just like a website link that you can have up. And essentially you set Start the timer, you work for 25 minutes, and then you take a five-minute break, and then you start the interval again. So for people who struggle with thinking about focusing for a long period of time, that 25 minutes feels very attainable. If you're competitive, like you said, you were at Dallas, it, it definitely has that competitive nature to it to want to beat the clock and just really zone in. Um, another great tip I would give is to set up your environment where there aren't any distractions. So if you are in a quiet environment, if that's something you like, or if you put on your favorite playlists that you have, I have certain playlists that are literally for work. And when I put them in, it reminds me, okay, this is, I'm about to get into my zone. (laughs) You know, it's like what athletes do to kind of get themselves ready for the game. It's almost like you have to get yourself ready to work. You have to have your clean space. Maybe you have your water next to a notepad next to you, just in case, you know, random ideas come up. Because I think another common thing for entrepreneurs we're so creative. Ideas always pop in our heads. And we always think we need to hop on a YouTube or to Google to start right now. And we start a lot of things and sometimes we don't finish them. So if you feel like you have ideas and they're coming and you don't know what to do with them, write them down and then go back to your test. 
That's great. Yeah. In the Six Figure Coach Club, we practice the Pomodoro technique. We have monthly co-working sessions where it's kind of weird. Like new members of the club are so confused when they come because everyone's there on Zoom, but nobody's talking. We're all just quietly working. And we practice the Pomodoro technique. And I wondered when you shared the ideal planning for the day, I wondered if you speak in Pomodoro because those, that the, the way you explained that approach is so aligned with the Pomodoro technique. I will put a link in the show notes for all of our listeners to those tools that you, that you just mentioned, but just to back up what Sade said, the Pomodoro technique essentially is you identify your priorities, the Mm -hmm. things you want to work on, and then you estimate how many Pomodoros they will take. A Pomodoro is a 25 minute Mm -hmm. increment. And correct me if I'm wrong, I get a little loose on this part, but is it you do four Pomodoros and then you take a 30 minute break? What is that? Yeah. Yeah. So in between the four, you're doing a five minute break and then you take a 30 minute break. 30 minute break. Yeah. When I practice the Pomodoro technique, I feel more energized at the end of the workday than I do when I forget to practice the Pomodoro technique. Yes. Yes. I do the same. I especially love doing it for creative tasks. Sometimes when I it takes me a little while to get into the zone, but then when I know I only have 25 minutes, I'm like, okay, got to get into it quickly. And then I just yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it also just goes back to what we said earlier about how easy it is to over, to underestimate how long things take Yeah, when you have to track your Pomodoros. And if you're like me, you like to win at the games that you play. <laughs> so you want to estimate it properly, right? Yeah. That's cool. That's great. Tell me a little bit about Flora. You said that's the app that you use. Oh, so Flora is fun. Essentially, through the Pomodoros, if you follow and you win the Pomodoro, you plant a tree. And they actually literally plant a tree somewhere in the world when you do it. But yeah, and you can also put money behind it too. So if you want to do it with a friend and you want to see who actually does it, the Pomodoro full out, who doesn't, the person who loses, may oh, you can like send money to the person who won. <laughs> it's like really cool. There's so many different levels to this app. Um, but I really like it because Every time I complete it, I plant a tree somewhere. And if I don't, the tr- a tree a tree gets um, killed. So it's, it's oh, kind of gosh. Fun. They, okay. they really, yeah. yeah, it gives like an incentive base to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really fun. I love that. And again, we'll link in the show notes. Okay. So we talked about the mistake that we make that keeps us distracted. And that's essentially having too many distractions around us. <laughs> And I think also you mentioned, but having that fear or that belief that if I don't act on this fresh idea I have right now, I might lose it. Mm-hmm. I love your suggestion of just having like an idea bucket or a special notebook where you just write things down and that way you're not going to lose them and you can come back to them later. Exactly. Is there anything else you can speak to around how to increase focus? So we talked about limiting distractions, but what about that focus piece? Um, you know, this may seem like a little off topic, but for focus, honestly, I think that if you take more breaks and if you meditate more, increase the amount of time you spend doing nothing, it actually helps you to focus. So a lot of times, majority of us, we even myself fall victim to multitasking by accident sometimes too. Like I may be doing one thing and then I next day I'm like, oh, I can also do this at the same time. Like how many of us have been watching a show trying to relax, but we're on our email or like we're checking our phone. Why are you doing that if you're trying to relax, right? So determining, you know, how you're going to stop multitasking and focusing more on single tasking, but also having moments where you're doing nothing. And I really love to meditate. Meditating was something that was really hard for me. (laughs) 
for so long. I couldn't go past three or five minutes, not never 10. And then I downloaded an app called Calm that I was recommended Mm -hmm. and I paid for it. So sometimes if you pay for something, you're more more likely to do it as well, (laughs) at least for me. So I downloaded it and I liked that every day I did it, they would show me a streak. And the competitiveness came in where I I saw that the more I did it, the more I got more streaks, the more I wanted to do it. And then I also noticed the longer I could meditate and the more I meditated, the more focus I could get into tasks. So I think for a lot of us, our attention span is very short and we're so used to doing so many things and our brain is always going that we have trouble focusing in on one thing. But focus is something that can be practiced. Looks like meditation is a practice. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love I love the Calm app. Do you ever listen to the bedtime stories for grownups? Yes. Matthew McConaughey, like yeah. reading me to sleep at night is just the, is brilliant. Yeah, they have LeBron <laughs> on there. It's just so many cool aspects yeah. to Calm. It's really good. It's really good. That's funny. So what I hear you say, and I just want to underscore it because I... We, this is, we're not like, this is not breaking news. We have all heard this before, but it bears repeating. Take carving out that time to be quiet or to practice self-care. It increases our ability to perform. Mm-hmm. I know, and I feel it. And maybe it's because I'm also getting older. I'm 44 this year. If I, I notice such a difference in my mood, in my posture, in my ability to focus in all of the things, in my food choices, you name it, mm-hmm. when I get exercise. Yeah, that's it's true. It's so different. And when, when I was in my 20s, I didn't know, I didn't notice the difference. But now if I skip it, I just feel like shit, to be honest. You have so, no energy, right? Yeah. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. So true. Okay. Okay. Great. So I want to make this super actionable for all of our listeners. And I love what you shared about planning and structuring the day, giving us that reminder to get rid of distractions and also gamify our our productivity or gamify how we approach tasks as well, I think is a good motivator. What about procrastination? What do you think causes it, especially for entrepreneurs? So... There's a couple of reasons why people procrastinate, but I'm going to give the overall like top mm-hmm. reasons that I've seen among clients. The first one is fear. Yeah. And it's not always fear of failure because that's the most common one that we hear about, but sometimes it's fear of success. I've heard a lot of people not want to do a task because they're, they're afraid it may blow up. They may get too many clients. They may not be able to handle the pressure or they may, um, you know, they're psyching themselves out of their own success. That's a very common one I've seen. And feel of failure, like I said, that kind of ties into it similarly. Another one that I've seen is lack of clarity. So I kind of talked about this earlier, but if you have no idea what steps you need to take, you're not taking any steps. Instead of even trying to figure out what the first step is or reach out to help, you're just stalling because you just have no idea what to do and it feels very overwhelming. Um, a third reason I've seen is boredom. So sometimes when it's a task we don't want to do, like we all, like, I, well, I, don't, I can't speak for everyone, but I know if you're not a financial professional, a lot of times you don't want to do anything that has to do with QuickBooks or financial <laughs> um, spreadsheets. You want to stay away from it a lot of times as a creative. So sometimes that's something we won't do because we think it's going to be super boring and we don't want to do it. So we procrastinate on that, even though we know it's super important for our business. And then a last one I would share is burnout or exhaustion. Sometimes we will procrastinate because we just feel so tired, so burnt out. 
we, we're just over it and have no motivation to even begin. Yeah. Yeah. I want to add two to that list and I'd love your perspective. Mm-hmm. One of them is procrastinating on something because it's too easy. Mm-hmm. Here's what I mean. I find that uh, uh, here's a very concrete example. I had a package to ship, right? And the last thing in the world you could get me to do is go to the post office. It just, and it's very close to our house, by the way. So it's not a journey. I could, I could even walk there, but I just never did it. And I realized what I kept telling myself was, oh, that's so easy. I'll get to it. Like, oh, that's so easy. I'll get to it. So what's helpful for me around that is like a 10 minute rule, right? I, I, with tasks, I'll ask myself, is this list worthy? Meaning could I get it done in about the same amount of time it takes me to write it on a list? Hmm. Just so that I'm in motion. Don't start. It's almost like taking on getting cocky about like certain things being below us or something. But I really find that I task, uh, excuse me, I procrastinate on mundane and easy tasks. Do you find that with other clients or am I just a weirdo? <laughs> no, I've, I've heard of that before. Things being yeah. too easy and being put, pushed off. And a lot of times it's, I've seen also people push off things that they need to do for their own personal life. But if it's something small for someone else, they'll put it ahead too. I've seen that. Yep. That makes sense to me. And then the other one is procrastination as protection. So if there's a task that you think you should do, or you said that you would, but you never quite do it, sometimes that's actually proof that that thing you say you want to do is not actually aligned with your values. Hmm. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, a, that's a, another one that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think it's important to be able to identify like, what is, is, is this my like little self or big self procrastinating here? Right. Or it, what is the message behind this procrastination? Mm-hmm. Because I just know I was taking on a really big project last year and it was the slowest moving thing in the world. And I realized that I was moving so slowly because it was something that was totally misaligned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of times we feel this pressure to do things just because other people are doing it or it feels like something we should do. A common one I think about is I have so many clients who say, I want to wake up at 5 a.m. And they have no reason why they want to wake up at 5 a.m. Outside of this millionaire on YouTube said that they wake up at 5 a.m. And I'm so against the just waking up at 5 a.m. for no reason. Unless you have a strict, if that's your, you know, I like to call them golden hours, which is basically like your hours where you're most energetic. If that's your time, then okay, maybe we'll figure out how you can wake up at 5 a.m. But if you want to stay up till midnight and also wake up at 5 a.m., that's just not even conducive like to a yeah. normal schedule. So yeah, I, I get that one. Yeah. All right. So give us, solve all of our problems, will you? <laughs> Do you have a surefire way to overcome procrastination? Yes. Well, I would like to say that if you follow these steps, it's surefire. Okay. But like I always love to tell people that you can learn everything in the world, but if you don't implement it and apply it, it there's no power to it. You won't see any transformation. So the first tip I would say is to first, like we talked about, identify the reason why you're procrastinating. So mm-hmm. like you said, is it not in alignment with anything I want to do? Does it not tie into something that will make sense for my business? Am I bored by it? Do I not even know what steps to take? 
identify the main reason behind the procrastination. I think self-awareness is key there. Understanding why you're procrastinating is very important. But then after you understand the reason why, I think the next step is also a why. You have to identify why you even want to complete the task. Because I think a lot of times we're procrastinating because we don't even know the importance of this task in our lives. And once we do know why, and we understand why this task makes so much sense to get done and why it's going to take us to the next level or bring us higher, bring us closer to our highest self or our highest accomplishments, then we're way more motivated to get it done. Mm-hmm. After you understand all of that, <laughs> I would then go ahead and create a plan for yourself. So people, another thing, they get nervous about creating a holistic plan. So when I say create a plan, I mean, create a, a, a next step for yourself. So it's just maybe five minutes of doing research on a new project that you would love to start. You can start there. Let's say you want to start a YouTube channel. Maybe it's just watching a YouTuber that you trust talk about how they started a YouTube channel. Or maybe it's going into YouTube and just making a page, doing something really small and quick, five, 10 minutes. Because what that's going to do is make you feel motivated and it's going to bring some confidence towards you. Because I think a lot of people think motivation, they're supposed to just wake up with it, but motivation is elusive. It comes, it goes, it sometimes it never comes back until, you know, until you least expect it. So if you rely on motivation, a lot of times you won't make any moves, but if you're disciplined enough to say, okay, I'm going to just take some type of small action. I'm going to look at the first step. I'm not going to think about the entire staircase because that's scary but I'm going to think about this, the first step I need to take and then think about the second step and kind of just go in small chunks. I think a lot of time that action will cause you to procrastinate less and less. Right. Setting yourself to feel that sense of accomplishment by yes. breaking the task down into these winnable steps. Exactly. Can we go back to that second piece you said, which is, so why am I procrastinating? That's, yes. I, that's really clear. Why is this task important? What if it's what if it just doesn't feel like there is actually a benefit to the task? Like using the post office example, right? Is it okay that it, that the motivation is simply like, "Ugh, I can get this package off of my desk." That could be motive. I mean, if that motivates you, then that could be your reason why, but is is the package going to a client that you you want to thank them for their service? Like, is that that then becomes really important? You want to maintain a good relationship with them. You want them to, you know, um, enjoy the experience with you and tell others about your great experience and how timely you are. What's the deeper reason? Usually, there's a deeper reason behind even the most smallest tasks. Yes, got it. So really taking the time to tap into a why or a benefit that yeah. matters. That matters. We, we have exactly. to find the motivation. Got it. Yeah. You're right about that. That's great. Well, thank you. That was really helpful. Thank you so much. (laughs) So you're such a wealth of information and I love how you just break things down in such a practical way. For our listeners who feel inspired by what you've shared or who want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to be able to do that? So you can connect with me on Instagram. My Instagram is Sade Jones underscore. That's S-A-D-E-J-O-N-E-S underscore. And on there, I have plenty of content about productivity, lifestyle, as well as wellness content. Great. Great. And we'll put a link in the show notes for everybody as well. Oh, awesome. All right. Sade, that was so helpful. We talked about designing your ideal day. We talked about easy mistakes that lead to distraction and then this 
heavy lifting of overcoming procrastination. So thank you for bringing all of your resources to the Six Figure Coach podcast. Amazing. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to connecting with you as well as your audience. I am someone who answers DMs. So if you have any questions, <laughs> I always like to say that because I think people get nervous about DMing someone new. And I'm, I love to have conversations in my comments and in messages with people because I genuinely want to help more people effectively use their time. So thank That's you. That's awesome. Of course. Thanks so much. Yay. <laughs>Thanks again for tuning in to the Six Figure Coach Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and review the show. That's the best way you can show your support. I'd also love to connect on Instagram. So go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode or maybe a photo of yourself listening along to the podcast. Post it to your Instagram stories. Be sure to mention me. I'm at Dallas Travers and I'll send some Instagram love right back at you. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Until then... Keep going on your six-figure journey.